Hey, it's Melissa here, the host of the Filled with Gold Widow podcast. I've had an amazing time doing this podcast, and I'm so grateful for all of you who have listened and supported me along the way. As you might know, I've been working on a new podcast with my two widow besties, Kim Murray and Jen Zwink, called the Widow Squad Podcast. And I've made the decision to focus all my energy on it. The Widow Squad Podcast is a show that provides a space where widows can come together share stories, and find comfort in knowing they're not alone. It's a show we're really passionate about and hope that you'll give it a listen. If you've enjoyed Filled with Gold, I know you'll love the Widow Squad podcast. It's the same kind of honest, heartfelt, and sometimes funny conversations that you've come to expect from me. But it's also a show that will give you a deeper understanding of what it means to be a widow. So if you're ready for a new podcast, I hope you'll check out the Widow Squad podcast. You can find it on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're not ready to say goodbye to the Filled with Gold Widow podcast, you can always go back and listen to all the old episodes. Whether you're a recent widow or have been on this journey for a while, we're here to support and empower each other. So come join us. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you on the Widow Squad podcast. Welcome to the Filled with Gold Widow podcast, the show that puts you in touch with expert resources to support you in moving forward after the death of your spouse and life partner. I'm Melissa Pierce, your host, and as a special gift for joining us today, I want to send you my book, Filled with Gold, A Widow's Story, for free. Just email me at melissa at filledwithgold.org, and I'll ship it right out to you. Now, let's get into the show. Okay, so I'll start with the bio. Okay. On this week's Filled with Gold Widow podcast, our guest is Tina Murphy. In 2013, Tina's husband, Jamie, suddenly passed away, leaving her to raise her two young boys. The loss of her husband led her to turn to online shopping as a reprieve from the intense pain. Tina's healing process began to flourish when she learned how to actually process her pain. As she made peace with her grieving process, Tina was able to take control of her spending. She began using her money to buy items that brought her joy while also being mindful of her financial future. Tina then made it her mission to support other widows going through the same healing process. She's a certified life coach for widows and an active member of Coach Connections, an international money coaching community. With over 25 years of personal finance teaching experience and her new educational training, she created her next level widow coaching program where she guides widows in creating a spending plan so they can enjoy life today while being relaxed about their financial future. Welcome to the show, Tina. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. I want to dig into like uh, guiding widows to creating a spending plan so they can enjoy life today and be relaxed. Like, I love all those words. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because we are, we're trying to figure out what today even looks like. Right. And then we're also trying to connect to that future part and not be constantly worrying about what's going to happen in the future. So it is important to, you know, focus on today and then that way you can be more relaxed about your future. Right. A lot less anxious about it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yes. So um, if we could just start, if you want to tell me your your story and even like how you and Jamie met. 
Yeah. So uh, Jamie and I met in uh, college. Um, we met at a fraternity party. Um, and uh, it was kind of funny because he asked me to uh show me to the bathroom because i was like i gotta go to the bathroom and he's like i can show you how to do it i'm like dude i can figure out the bathroom <laughs> just point came... me to the way yeah <laughs> and um he and when, when i got back my friend was like do you, did you realize he was hitting on you and i was like nope <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like we hung out later that night and uh we dated for about two and a half years in college um both graduated and it was time to either like take it to the next level or like end it because we were really just not at that spot where we were like "Mm, we need to kind of figure out what we wanted for ourselves and kind of that college teenage relationship where we weren't like getting along that well but we liked each other but just you know not working out too well so we wound up breaking up and running into each other a couple times throughout the next few years um a few times we tried to get back together but it didn't work and um one night I was like man I really I really think this is the guy for me and I uh and this was the time when we had phone books and yeah. his roommate had a very strange last name. It was Zavolnik. And so I got a phone book and there was only six pages of Z's and I scrolled through it and I just think I looked through it and I found where he was living and I had no idea how to spell Zavolnik. And I found the phone number and called him and drunk dialed him (laughs) really wasn't what it was and we started talking again and just you know it was one of those things like we really were both ready to give this a try and decided this is going to be it we're either going to get together and get married or we're going to never get back together and we're like a year later we were married and here we are so we were yeah so we were married um 10 years, um, had two boys together, Parker and Brady. And, um, and we had just celebrated our, uh, 10 year wedding anniversary together. Uh, we had went to New York city, um, for our wedding anniversary, um, went to like play and just did all the fun New York stuff. It was great. And I, I think one of my favorite stories is uh, he was real stubborn. He didn't like to wear heavy coats. And when we went to New York in March, he had no heavy coat. And I was like, dude, you're going to freeze. He's like, I'm fine. And so we wound up going across like the Brooklyn Bridge. And he would didn't wear like a hat. So like the once going across, he froze his left ear. And then coming back, he like froze his right ear or something like that. So he like bounced on his freezing. <laughs> so it's just kind of like one of those fun stories that you like to like think about. And yeah. We always his I think one of our the best stories with everyone is wine glasses. He would get talking so much. Like if you ever came to our house, you always wanted to like um eat before you came even if we invited you for dinner because Jamie would get talking like crazy and he would um, share stories. And then all of a sudden it'd be nine o'clock and he's like, Oh shit, I haven't barbecued anything yet. So (laughs) he would like, didn't have to like cook everything. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm starving. I love that people knew that like, okay, we got to eat before. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're, even if you're coming over for dinner and then he would get drinking and talking and get very animated and wine glasses would get spilled everywhere. So we always had, I remember I had went that summer before he passed away. I had bought like went to a garage sale and bought a ton of wine glasses at a garage sale. Cause I'm like, it'll go through them because <laughs> he was notorious for breaking them. Oh. So yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's cool to kind of go back and like be able to laugh and smile about some yeah. of his funny memories. Yeah. 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 So you were married 10 years. Yep. And um, can you walk us through because you said he died suddenly. So yeah. yeah. So basically um, it was homecoming day at my um, school and I was still at work um, and he was at home with the kids and um he was outside playing with the boys and just suddenly collapsed um we later found out he had hypertrophic cardiomyopathy which basically is an enlarged heart um and he was like fit he worked out every day um but that was the problem he was working mm. because he was actually too active for his heart um he had what people would have called like what all the doctors thought he had was heartburn because you know the, he's this fit guy like he was 160 pounds 6'2 you know why would we check his heart and um looking back of course it probably was signs but we had no clue mm-hmm. So, um, unfortunately, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, um, he was outside playing with my kids when he collapsed. Um, the fortunate part was that the neighbors were outside and, um, they were able to come and help. And the husband, my neighbor's husband has, who never came home that early was actually did come home that day, which was also super helpful because he was able to get the kids out of the way. And, and my, my uh, friend, uh, Ashley was able to, you know, work and assist with him. And, and then her husband, Steven could get him out and not have to see everything. So, mm. yeah, I mean, and then I got the call and I, you know, it's one of those calls. You're just like, uh, I, I actually knew like it was weird because I never prayed that he would be okay simply because I knew that he wouldn't have been okay. Like he is not, I just, I don't know. It was weird. I just was like, this is it. Like I just knew. Um, so got to the hospital and my mom and dad were already there and my mom's just like, nope, you know? So yeah. Mm. So then you just try and like, put together all the pieces of what life's going to be like. And yeah. So what was life like, or do you even remember those moments or even those few months after, after Jamie died? I think it's one of those, like, uh, it, it seemed like every minute you felt like every single minute of the day, or even let's even say this too. Like I felt every second of the day, it was so Mm -hmm. long. Like, it would have been three months and somebody was like, Oh my God, it's been like three months. And I'm like, oh, I know it's been three months, <laughs> like, but it yeah. felt like three years. Right. Um, for us, um, luckily my husband and I had, um, purchased life insurance. So I had that to fall back on and I knew that I did not want to continue teaching. 
Uh, there were multiple reasons. One, I just didn't want to because I taught 30 minutes the opposite direction of where my kids went to school. So it was a lot to be doing. Um, and then secondly, I um, they were going to cut a position at my school in my department and my good friend was going to lose her job. And I was like, nope, not happening. It's time for Tina to go. And so it kind of made it a little easier actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it was hard for my friend cause she felt bad. I'm like, please don't, it's okay. Um, this is obviously what needed to happen. So yeah. Uh, but I did still get like a couple part-time jobs. Um, which was huge because I was always a teacher and I loved teaching. Um, so I got a part-time job being an adjunct professor at Stevens college. And I also, um, tutored student athletes at Mizzou. Mm -hmm. So it allowed me the flexibility to like go to work, but I got to like leave, like there was nothing, like I didn't have to come home and like grade papers and prep and do all that other stuff. I just did it when I was at work. And then when my kids got home at three, I was total mom and yeah. got to just focus on them. Yeah. I mean, that's nice that you were able, cause you're the only parent now. Mm -hmm. And so you're on your kid's schedule. Yeah. And so you could, you probably had summers like this yep. and spring breaks and all that stuff, which is. Yep. Yeah, that was really fortunate that you're able to 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 do that. Yeah, and have that yeah. flexibility to do that. Yeah. So, um, when did the like what kind of coping mechanisms, healthy or unhealthy, whatever, <laughs> right, right. what kind of coping mechanisms did you uh, were you drawn to to help you move through or, or deal with the pain that you were in? Well, I mean, I think you know everyone the first few years, it's just like pure survival, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're trying to like, just get ourselves out of bed. Um, the first few years, it was just a lot of like, I mean, I remember watching a lot of TV, you know, I, I watched the whole series, like Orange is the New Black or mm -hmm. uh, House of Cards. Um, I listened to audiobooks. Um, I wanted nothing to do with any love. You know, I didn't want nothing love. I didn't want to hear the radio, but I also didn't, I hated the, the silence. Mm -hmm. So I just had to find something that was not that. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I just, it was just like, okay, let's do this. And, uh, and then I also turned to a lot of, you know, again, online shopping. Um, I had, money and I deserved it. You know, you kind of start going into this, I deserve it mode, you know, my kids and I went on trips. I took lots of trips. Um, I took my friends on trips. Uh, I needed something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, I really got into, um, subscription boxes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and the problem with those things is that a lot of the stuff that I would get, I didn't really even like. Mm -hmm. So, but I kept them coming because it was kind of, it felt like, Oh, there's something exciting coming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a little hit of, I don't know if you, I don't document. Yeah. Just like, uh -huh. Oh, and the, there's some excitement there and like, Oh, yeah. <gasps> there's something for me. Oh, look at the post office or yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
And then just getting packages from Amazon, you know, the email notifications, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. There was just like, it was just, it was fun. And it was like numbing out. And so that is a lot of what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, about the three-year mark, on top of doing that, I started getting into the self-help sector a lot. Um, I was very determined to not be a negative Nelly. Um, and the problem was I was so obsessed with it that I was buying tons of self-help books, tons of self-help programs, but then like books, I'm not sure why I would buy all these books because I hated to read, (laughs) but I think it was just like, I was, I think it was just like, they were, they just made me feel like I was going to get better. Yeah. Or this Um, is the answer. This book has the answer. This course has the answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't even want to read them like, but I would have stacks and stacks of them. Um, and then eventually I was like, okay, I'm not going to read them, but maybe I can listen to them. So I would, I stopped buying the books and I started doing audio books. Um, and then I did programs and stuff like that. But even with both of those, I didn't know how to like make it stick. Like they would say like, oh, do that, like give you all these tips on like, you know, be positive and, you know, think differently. And I was like, how can I think differently when I'm just so angry mm-hmm. and I'm like, I am mad. Like I'm still mad that my husband is gone. I'm mad that, you know, I'm doing all this stuff for solo parenting, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this isn't helping me at all. And it was just, it would also even like bring up a lot more emotions that I didn't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And then I would quit the program because I'm like, I don't know how to handle this big ass emotion. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, I shut that program off and then I get more emails about other programs. Cause once you get on one listserv, you're on like 15 right. of them, you know? Yeah. And, and self-help programs are amazing and self-help books are also amazing. But I think the thing is we have to know how to, you know, feel the emotions that do come up. And that's what I didn't know how to do. And then also like, how do we practice the new thoughts that we receive from them? Because we just think, oh, if I read it, it's going to stay, but it doesn't always do that. And that's what's so frustrating about these like programs or, you know, books, because we just think, okay, I read it. Now it should stick. Yeah. And at this point, are you also still making other purchases? Like you're like you're spending your art. I guess at what point are you noticing, hmm, Tina, I'm making like way too many purchases. This is not good. Money's funneling out the door. Or was there ever a point where that happened? It did. It really, honestly, it was about more of the like four year mark. And it was Mm -hmm. one of those things like I always knew it. Like, let's be real. When you open up your credit card and you're seeing that it's like six to $8,000 every month and you're like, oh shit, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't know how to stop it. And that was the crazy thing. I'm like, I have pers- I taught personal finance to high school kids for 16 years. Now I'm teaching college kids about finance. Yet I'm spending like crazy. Why? Yeah. 
And the turning point was when I joined, I did a life coaching certification for widows that I figured out the why. Like I figured out why I love to shop because I didn't know how else to feel better. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, like our brains, like there's this chemical change that happens that I wasn't understanding. And now I'm like, okay, like every time I was getting an email, there was like, you knew you were getting excited, but you didn't quite understand why you were excited or, you know, all this stuff. And so these things are happening and you're like, why? Well, yeah. it's because we're getting a hit of dopamine, just like we get when we get our phones and we get that notification, we're like, <gasps> It's mm-hmm. like this little bit of excitement. So you're like, I got to go and do it. And I don't know how to, I didn't know how to change my, uh, the way I was doing things. So that so, program. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. Tell me about the program and what you learned. So in the life coaching certification, I learned um, a lot about like how to process an emotion. Because as a, as we grieve, we have big emotions. We have things like anger and frustration and all this other stuff. And I would feel them all. And I'm like, I don't like feeling these emotions. There must be something wrong with me. I must be being negative. And so then I would shove it down Mm -hmm or want to avoid it with online shopping or watching Netflix or whatever I was choosing to do that day. And, but it was still coming out my pores because I was like getting pissed at my kids or I was getting pissed at life and I hated everything and I was just miserable. So when I could actually learn how to process them, how to actually feel those feelings and to not judge them. Because I think, you know, when you go in this self-help, um, not all self-help is bad. I'm not going to say this, but we have mm-hmm. this toxic positivity. That's a right. word that kind of goes around that mm-hmm. we're supposed to be happy all the time. Happy, 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 you know? And I'm like, I'm not happy. So there's gotta be something wrong with me. Yeah. There's like shame and all that stuff. Like what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But really as what my certification taught me is that we are human and life is 50, 50, we are going to have 50% is going to be good. And 50% is going to be bad. Mm -hmm. And that's normal. Let's take a quick break. Are you a widow who could use some comfort right now? Or are you looking for a way to support your widowed loved one? I understand that life after the death of a spouse and life partner is overwhelming and sad. And that's why I created Filled with Gold, a monthly box of comfort to help widows through this time. It's the gift of hope and healing every widow needs to arrive on her doorstep each month. Each monthly box is filled with widow curated items that encourage resilience and self-love. Things like books, bath and body care, journals, aromatherapy, tea, candles, and more. And shipping is included. Whether a filled with gold box is for you or for your friend, it's the perfect gift of hope and healing. Visit our website, filledwithgold.org, to learn more about our monthly boxes for widows. 
Get 50% off your first box with your coupon code PODCAST50. That's PODCAST50 for 50% off your first box. Now let's get back to the show. And then we even can go another level where we just don't even label our emotions as good and bad. They just are emotions. We have some emotions are comfortable and some emotions are uncomfortable. And then what do you do with them? How do you like deal with the uncomfortableness in your body? Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. I mean, you and I are very similar to where it's like a breaking point where it's like, I don't want to process. I don't want to be angry, sad. Mm-hmm. lonely, whatever. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go drink or I'm going to go do whatever. Or get um, busy. Yeah. Be busy, busy, busy. Be busy. Yes. Do all the things. And then, yeah, then it, it but it still like it comes out of your pores. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to find yeah. a crack. And, um, and so you, was your intention when you went in and got this training, this, your certification mm-hmm. was your intention just more for yourself to, to do personal development or was it like, Oh, I really want to learn this and help other widows or how did that whole trajectory happen? So honestly, the math part of me went into effect because I took the program. This is how much she charged. This is how many sessions I got. And I divided them out. (laughs) Oh yes. Personal finance. That comes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, this is how much it was per session. You know, when you took the cost, I mean, her cost is different now, but, um, I was like, okay. And I remember calling my sister and telling her, all right, well, I could go to a coach, like a counseling session, pay about the same amount. It was a little higher than what I was paying where I'm from. But just because you do that doesn't mean that I'm going to get good counseling either. Like, so I was kind of just justifying, like Mm -hmm. trying this program out. I had no clue what a coach was. I was just like, eh, it's a decent price. I can do it. It's not that bad per Mm -hmm. session. Let's just give it a try. Um, and so that's really what it is. It was just curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what had happened before this, actually, I had discovered coaching through a parenting coach. So I had hired a lady to do parenting coaching for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I was like, oh, maybe I could do this or whatever. It just, but there was really more of like, she said she can help me feel my grief. Okay, let's okay, go. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> And then, so I'm sure somewhere in the middle of that, you're like, oh, hello, this can help lots. I can help lots and lots of folks who are suffering. Well, let's, I'm also going to say I fought the system like tooth and nails. (laughs) I did. (laughs) It challenged my brain like crazy. But once I got through it all and really like continued to work on it, it didn't come just like. Like it was a 12 week program. And then I was like, I'm cured. This is the best thing ever. I still had to digest some of the thoughts and skills and uh, mindset work because it's still always growing. Um, But yeah, when I could see, honestly, when I found out that my shopping was holding me back from being happy. Then I was like, oh boy, okay, let's, let's work on this. And 
when I could kind of see that and really stop judging myself, like being okay with the fact that I was still upset, there was nothing wrong with that. It's normal. Like I can still miss my late husband five years later, six years later, 10 years later. And that doesn't mean I've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. You can still have those feelings and not judge them because it's grief and grief will last forever. You know, we've had these profound life altering experiences. Of course, we're not going to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. So how, like, what did that feel like? I can just imagine it's like this whole weight just being lifted off. Yeah. Knowing that. I think the thing was that, so when I had my husband pass away, there was another person that was in, that had taught at my school and she was still super duper angry 10 years later. Um, and, uh, there was some history between her and I, and it was just, I felt like there was a lot of bitterness. So when I was still angry and still bitter, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I was freaking out. But when I released the pressure of like bitterness and like sadness are two separate entities, I felt better about it. Like I can still be, have sad moments. Like, of course, I'm still going to be sad that Jamie passed away Mm -hmm. and I love the word and I can move forward. Mm -hmm. Like I can be sad and that doesn't mean I'm being bitter. Mm -hmm. Like those are two separate things. And so I liked adding the word and into my uh, vernacular. (laughs) Yeah. So it did. It felt like such a relief and an understanding. Like I didn't have anyone else around me. I had a girl, one girlfriend and a couple other people that were widowed, but it it just wasn't the same. I didn't understand this like brain work and how I can still be upset and be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you do uh, have this understanding and this training and is this the, the types of things that you, um, teach or are part of your next level widow coaching program? Yeah. So with that, I have like, um, it's a year long program. And the reason that I do a year is because of the fact that we talk about both the finances and the emotions behind it. Mm -hmm. So most people think when it comes to finances, it's all about numbers, but really money is 80% mindset, emotion, thoughts, and feelings, and 20% on the technical stuff. So most people like, I mean, I taught personal finance for 16 years and I did a good job. I taught them a bunch of different stuff. I taught them how to budget. I, you know, I taught them the terms. I taught all of that to them. And if that's all it took, why weren't all of them being successful? But I still had former students that were struggling with it and still were like not doing, you know, still overspending and all that stuff. So there had to be a little bit more. Plus, here I am again, have all this financial knowledge and I'm still overspending like crazy. Mm -hmm. So if if the knowledge was all it took, 
we could learn it and be done yeah. because we all know that one plus one equals two. Right. And if you only got $2 and you spend three, then you're in the hole. But there's emotions in that one I plus know, one right? equals two. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's why, again, we look at the fact that it's like 80% of dealing and getting better with your finances is the mindset, the beliefs, the emotions, what you're saying to yourself. And that right there, when I actually started paying attention to the words I was saying to my past widow self, when I was paying attention to what I was saying about my grief and myself, what I was saying, um, how I was feeling and how I was dealing with those emotions, I was able to cut out thousands of dollars of overspending. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. I was like, I don't need to go to Amazon to feel better. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not judging myself. Um, and saying like, I should be happy by now. Why am I not happy? And searching, desperately searching for the self-help book that's going to fix me and make me happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to let my dog out. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, I'll edit that out (laughs) or I'll leave it in whatever. Um, okay. Let me see. Yeah. So what, and tell me a little bit about what widow's wallet is. Is is that just who you are? Is that another program or this is, can you just tell us about widow's wallet Wallet is the name of my coaching business. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you try and get, you have a program. There's like Mm -hmm. multiple things that you can do. And so it's just, um, I like to just say like, you know, within a widow's wallet, you have all the different facets of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, who are you, who, um, you've got your kids in there, you've got your finances, it's all of it. And Mm -hmm. so with my, my next level, um, coaching pro next level widow coaching program, we're just taking you to the next level of where you are Mm -hmm. because every widow is at different phases of their lives. Um, so this program is for any stage of widowhood, you know, whether you're just trying to get your finances like strictly under control because you're a brand new widow and you need like guidance and how do I go and get this done versus someone who's, you know, even like when I did mine, I was five, six years Mm -hmm. out and I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to like stop overspending and, um, stop wasting all of this money. Yeah. And even somebody who has their money under control, maybe you want to get better with it because I mean, money, no one's like perfect with money, right? There's always more that we can do. Um, And even for me, like starting a business, like it's a whole nother level. How do you believe in that? So Mm -hmm. you can make money and, and move to the next level with that. And, you know, you might already have your finances under control, but you want to get better understanding, um, financial, um, like in the investment worlds. So even for me, like I can teach you about it, but I don't, I'm not going to tell you like what stocks to go and buy, because that's not my lane. That's a financial advisor's mm-hmm. lane. But a lot of times financial advisors will talk to you and you're like, you're, yeah. 
you know, you get this glazed look in your face and you're like, I don't know what they're saying. And maybe they can't explain it to you. Or sometimes it's even, they were your husband's financial advisor. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I want my own. Yeah. I or I want a to- woman. Or yeah, yeah. You know, somebody who understands. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard because, you know, even you're making a lot of big financial decisions early on, like mm-hmm. whether you're coming into money or not, you still mm-hmm. have to make big decisions, you know, keep the house, don't keep the house, whatever. Yeah. And just, I made so many mistakes and I was, I did do the glaze over when the financial advisor was talking to me. I thought he was speaking English, you know, and I'm sure he was, but I just could not take it in. So I really just, and thankfully he was a very trusting and trustful, you know, I put my trust in him Yeah, and, and, and that worked for me, but maybe what if I had somebody else out there who wasn't trustworthy, but it's like all, you're just laying all this here, deal with this because I can't. So it's really, it'd be, it was, I could have used somebody like you, I think early yeah. on just to just some guidance or explain something to me in layman's terms or, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, the thing is to like, you know, all people, not just financial advisors. I mean, all experts in their field, whether it's a college professor or someone who like is, you know, like my late husband talked insurance and he would use these terms. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but to them, it's just normal language Mm -hmm. to bring it down. Um, I think that's, what's great about me is that I taught personal finance. So I would take these terms that were kind of like, really big terms and kind of scary terms and bring them down for teenagers to be able to understand. And just so that they're like, okay, I don't get it. And I'm like, okay, let's, this is what it means. And I would just put it in normal people terms. Yeah. Like it's, those five syllable words, amortization. What? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't amortization. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I can tell you what that means and yeah. why you need to know it or just know it for your knowledge and let's move on. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you have a business, you're solo parenting yep. two boys running your household. What types of things do you do to like prioritize yourself or kind of fill your bucket? But what are your, some of your self-care practices? So really, um, I, I think one of my, um, I do want to say I I'm not totally solo parenting right now. I actually have a boyfriend and uh, helping me out. So I do want to say right now I am not solo parenting. I've moved into the dating world. You have solo parented. I mean, I have solo parenting. Yes. 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 Yeah. You are Um, a solo parent. (laughs) Yes. Um, So with my um, coach uh, my own self-care, I have to say that coaching has been, is my biggest, um, self-care. I love to be coached, which is why I love to help other people with coaching. Um, I am a, I love to talk to people and I need somebody to talk with me about stuff. And I think the cool thing about coaching versus like, um, some of the other stuff you have another human to like bounce ideas off of, hold you accountable. Um, also like dig a little deeper, ask some other questions, um, and even customize it for you. 
Um, and so that's one of my biggest ones is, um, coaching. I have, like I said, I have my own coach. Um, I also do journaling, um, and I've learned how to, it sounds weird, but like journal without just like focusing on the negative, like how do I look and how do I use what I'm journaling to like, see what's going on? And I think there's almost a skill to even journaling, like journaling prompts are like really good because it can help you see what's going on, what's happening in your head. But then how do I use that and get an insight in what's going on? Mm. Um, I've also liked doing tapping and meditation and those ah, are tapping. EFT yes. tapping. Yes. I we've, like, we've I touched love on that. that on several podcasts. That seems to be, I've recently gotten into it, but that's not something that, um, in my, I don't, I did not know anything about it. I'm sure it was around, but I think that would have been really helpful for me early yeah. on. Yeah. 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 It's just, again, it's one of those odd things you're like, what do I do? How do I tap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating. It really is. The more mm-hmm. I dig into it. Yeah. I had a self-care or um, EFT practitioner on um, several months ago. I'd like to have her back go yeah. dig a little deeper because it is, it is very uh, soothing and it's a great self-care practice. Yep. I yeah. actually have a, I did a widow summit, um, a few the widows thrive kit. I did it um, in 2020 and I actually had a, um, uh, Karen Ortner, who yeah, is, I do the Nick Nick Ortner, Karen Ortner, yeah, that's the yeah, so tapping solution. Yeah, so Nick and Karen are brother and sister in law. So Karen is actually married to Alex, the brother, mm-hmm. and um, Karen was on my um, summit, and she did um, several tappings, and we did some tapping in one of our um. Pod, or in one of our summit uh, sessions. Oh, okay. I probably need to contact her and see if she'd come <laughs> on. I think that'd be fascinating because the, yeah. the tapping solution is the app that I use. Yes, I do app. too. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you got a lot of personal development books, self-help books, courses, etc. Was there anything in there that was there like anything that just kind of spoke to you or, or, or helped you just maybe a quote or a book that you thought was really helpful. And if not, that's fine. But I always like to ask, was there a song or an organization or something that you thought was really, really helpful to help you move forward? Um, yeah, I love, um, I actually am upped my, um, life coaching training to go through um it's called the life coach school with mm-hmm. Brooke Castillo. Yeah. And um honestly the best quote that I had was like my two quotes that I like to say is life is 50-50. It's both the positives and the negative. Um and and all emotions are valid. Um, we need them. And yeah. I think that that's one of the biggest things that turned my life around that having a negative emotion isn't meaning that you're doing something wrong. It's just part of the human experience. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And before we go, um, Mm -hmm. is there anything you'd like to share? Like, what are you doing right now? What's happening in your world? 
Yeah. So basically I'm just, um, like I said, I'm doing my next level widow coaching program. Um, uh, it's a year long program. We work on both your finances and the way that you're, you know, talking about your grief. Um, because the thing about, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh my gosh, a year, like that's a long time. But I think that it's also, um, really cool because there's all these different events that happen within a year. So we can work on all of them. Like, you know, the summer vacation. All right. So how do we build that into our spinning plan? If that's what you want, or like the holidays, like how do you build that in um, financially? But then there's also the emotional piece of it's summer vacation or it's the holidays. How do we work through those together so that you can continue to move forward in your healing journey. And I mean, who would have thought that we've been thrown into a pandemic in the middle of all of this? I mean, so life coaching, honestly, like regardless of where you are, life coaching can help anyone because there's always struggles going on in our lives. We're always trying to grow. We're always trying to move forward. And it's just a fabulous tool. And, you know, if you, especially if you find someone that gets you, like Mm -hmm. I get it, you know, I've had clients tell me, you know, I can just roll out of bed and it's okay. Cause Tina's going to understand that some days that's where you are. And I'm like, exactly. Like it's totally cool. Totally fine. So that is also helpful. You know, I've gone through the widow journey. Um, I've had my own financial issues, struggles, overspending like crazy. And I also know, like, I'm not going to judge anyone for where they are in their grieving or their healing or their spending. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your, your services and your mission with the world, with widows. And uh, I so appreciate you. Yeah, well, thank Being you very here with much. Us. Yeah, thanks. Well, take care. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Right. And thank you, Filled with Gold podcast listeners. If you'd like to hear more conversations like this, please subscribe, review, and share this podcast with others. Until next time, take care. Thanks for joining us this week on the Filled with Gold Widow podcast. This show is made possible by our company, Filled with Gold Self-Care Subscription Boxes for Widows. It's a box specifically created to support you with self-care in mind. Each box is filled with self-care products and resources to encourage you to deeply care for yourself during this time when you are rebuilding your life. You can find out more about the Filled with Gold subscription box at filledwithgold.org. And if you want a free widow self-care support guide to help you on this journey, head on over to filledwithgold.org and subscribe to our email list to have it delivered right to your inbox. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is Melissa Pierce, and from my heart to yours, take care of yourself.